Hey everyone, and thank you for listening. In this episode, you're going to be hearing from two staff from Camp Agawam, a all-boys camp based out of Raymond, Maine. And interviewing them is going to be our Director of Training and Team Development, Chris Damboys, who was recently there training their summer camp staff. The next voice you're going to be hearing from is Chris's. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy! I thought the way we could start is maybe you could just introduce yourselves sure. and your roles here at Camp Agawam. All right. So uh, Karen Malm, uh, assistant director here at Agawam, former head of our challenge course, uh, an earlier edition of the challenge course than the one we have now, and uh, been around at Agawam since the early 90s. Awesome. And I am Patrick Wright. My camp alias is Cruiser, and... Um, I am the head counselor at Agawam, and I'm also a former camper at Agawam. Started in 1991, a former staff member, uh, took a little hiatus, and then also an Agawam parent. So I wear a lot of hats. Ah, yeah. And most recently you came back? And most recently I came back last year as a head counselor, and I also work on the challenge course. Yeah. And you mentioned your camp alias and, and Karen, you didn't mention yours. I didn't. My camp alias is Mander, short for Commander, yeah. but go by Mander. So tell me a little bit more about this tradition of the camp alias at Camp Agawam. Yeah, so Agawam, it's, we're in our 100th season. And back in 1919, when the Mason family founded Camp Agawam, the feeling was, uh, you know, some of the other nicknames that people called, you know, Uncle Somebody or whatever, uh, or calling somebody Patrick was too informal. Mr. Wright was too formal. And a lot of the counselors had served in World War One. came back with their titles. It sort of stuck. And it, over the years, it uh, kind of stayed a, a, a you know, tradition we had here. And we've added some titles over the years that are very much not military, like Dodger and Swampy and Striker and things like that. But it's been a tradition that's been a part of Agawam for really since early years. I, I'm going to probably... Uh, misspeak here, but I know that there are like, is it woodcraft? Wood, woodcraft laws. Laws. T- tell me a little bit about that tradition of camp. Um, so I'm going to butcher the history because it's not my strong point, but okay. I can tell you the spirit of the woodcraft laws. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's Ernest T. Guess Ernest Seton Thompson, thank yeah. you, um, was uh, sort of uh, uh, one of the founding fathers of of camping and sort of the back to the woods movement. The woodcraft laws uh, are beauty, truth, fortitude, and love. And I won't uh, speak to all of them, but um, they're sort of those core traditional values, um, such as, you know, from seek the, be joyful, seek the joy of being alive, to um, do at least one act of unbargaining service each day, to conserve the woods and flowers, and especially be ready to fight wildfire and forest in town. So there's there's many more. Play fair, foul plays, treachery. Yeah, so they're, they're really kind of a... Uh, some foundational principles that, uh, uh, you know, have been a part of Agwam for a long time. Um, and, and, you know, it's part of the essence who we are. I think you talk to a lot of alumni and they have, you know, still talk about the woodcraft laws and the impact that it's had, um, especially, you know, grandfathers to fathers to mm. sons that they have passed those, those ideas down to their, their, their children, even outside of Agwam. So, been sort of a it's a wonderful tradition to see that those basic philosophies and principles 
you know, not only thrive here at Agua, but sort of the, the ripple effect. It's uh, reaching beyond just, just our, our circle right here on this property. It's fascinating because I think, you know, some of those foundational pieces, even though I don't know those, when you say them, they remind me of sort of principles by which um, High Five operates mm -hmm. our, our goal of team development and training and the use of challenge courses. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, do you all talk internally about how any given program area, whether it's waterfront or, mm. or field sports or perhaps the, the ropes course, challenge course, how those directly get linked between the, the law and the activity? Is that something that happens? I don't know if it's as, as intentionally done as that. I think they're pervasive in terms of our way of thinking and how we want our program to be. So it, I think it comes through sort of um, in, intrinsically in that, organically in that, um, as opposed to, you know, having the woodcraft laws at the activities kind of thing where they're, they're, there's something posted. But uh, certainly the boys carry it with them to the, to the activities, and I think, um, you know, staff do as well. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't that? say today at tennis we're going to seek the joy of being alive yeah. mm -hmm. uh, by perfecting an overhand smash. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I think that it, it is true that um, I think the program is very intentional. Um everywhere we go and and we try to impart that on uh the staff members through activities but also through cabin life that there's a purpose for everything and it's not just to have fun having fun is a great outcome that all the boys will tell you they had fun but i think at the end of the um at the end of the summer we hear from parents at home who who talk about uh how their boy has changed how he's grown how he's gained more confidence and the boy will oftentimes just say I had a lot of fun. So he doesn't, the boy certainly doesn't always recognize that. I would say the exception of that is the challenge course. And it's one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to it because there's nowhere else on camp, I think, where you can sort of draw that out of a boy um, than sort of the, the inherent nature of the course. So now that we're talking about the course a little bit, um, you know, High Five has been involved with Camp Agawam for, for a short period of time over the life of certainly the camp. And certainly, um, you know, you've had multiple iterations of your your actual ropes course, challenge course. Um, maybe you could give us a little history about how long that's been around and, and what the early uh, influences were in terms of that happening. Yeah, sure. So uh, early on, um, there was a movement. It, it, for us, it was, it was really you know, having a course was the early 90s. And, and we first built a ropes course we worked with uh, uh, Pro Image, um, and they, we built a course not too far away from where our current course is. Uh, programmatically, it was close to close to our cabins, things like that. And I think we used it for staff development that year, and it got uh, struck by lightning and went right through the cables, and, and that course was out, and so it, it really didn't it didn't see a summer's worth of use before it was... Uh, the very first year. The very first year. <laughs> oh, my. So, but despite that, uh, there was a decision that we still were committed to the, having this, this program, and so the next year we built a course, uh, we moved away from that area, because, of course, the place that we wanted, the trees were impacted as well, and it moved up the hill on our property, uh, not all that far away, really, but programmatically at Agawam, we determined it actually was a little too far away. 
we wanted to switch up the focus of what we did on our course and make it more about the, the, the group dynamic and the experience that, uh, um, that could, that could happen on a high course where everybody is involved in what's happening as opposed to focusing on one or two people. Uh, not only does that work programmatically for us because we can get more boys involved, but you're also creating that, you know, that sense of, of community, that sense of team, which is, is a part of much of what we do at Agalon. So really fit more intentionally with our program to have the kind of course that High Five has built for us that we uh, are using today. And and I think also one of those things that I remember, you know, you and Chief and Deal talking about was we want to make the maintenance on this much easier because mm. you had a, you know, a tree course, mm-hmm. some of which of the trees were aging. And of course, as trees grow and mature, they overgrow the hardware and going to a utility pole course in a tree setting allowed for you know, over three years now that it's been in service, mm-hmm. I don't think you've had to do a thing. No. It, I mean, it, granted, it was new, but it should be a num- long time before you have to really spend much money on the course itself. Absolutely. <laughs> and that helps a lot with, with us, too. Oftentimes, you know, we've been lucky we've had some consistency with our uh, challenge staff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you do come in with somebody who hasn't been there and, and, and doesn't have some support staff who have been there. And then the, on the old course... That was a challenge because, uh, especially when you all started inspecting it for us, um, I remember being up there with, with Dave early on, uh, you know, doing the inspections and where, where does this go? I've never seen anything quite like that. You know, it just was a different build. Yeah. And, um, you know, so the way the high five course built is built, the maintenance is less, you know, the impact on the trees mm-hmm. is, is, you know, significantly less. And, yeah. and, um, you know, if you even go up to the old course right now, and that's one of the things, one of the reasons we want to take it down to try to preserve the trees that are there because yeah. they're they've grown beyond what the cables will allow them to do. So, yeah. wanna... well, there's a practical challenge too. And my greatest memory of the old course, having worked on it in 1999 ish, 97 to 99, is getting covered in sap every single day. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. while like part of me has this this like fond memory of oh how what and how nice it was to be just sort of up in the trees and how cool it was that they sort of built this course into the woods and it really had a neat feel in that mm-hmm. regard uh, that is like the practical matter of we're a uniform camp and so uh, it was hard to keep uh, keep in uniforms keep uniforms clean for challenge staff for yeah, sure yeah that one tree was sapped every year yeah yeah. yeah yeah so I would just make a plug at this at this moment about one an observation that I've made so I was um for your listeners I was uh, almost 20 years away from the course um so um worked on the old course and then came back year after uh, a couple of years ago to work on the new course and one of the changes that I think is a new reality in in the world today is that um there's a lot more recreational courses out there so whereas 20 years ago, Agawam might be the only place campers were getting this ropes experience, this high ropes experience. Um, you know, those uh, experiences are just more prevalent. There's one on 302 in Wyndham that you drive past as you come here. It's a static course. So I think that there's um, that sort of novelty has changed. Um, and so there's not as much mystique around the idea of just getting up off the ground. I think that's where... I really value, have, have really valued having you in particular, Chris, come in to train our staff is it gives us an opportunity not only to become proficient 
uh, at the skill, uh, the, the skills that are required to get uh, boys through safely, but also the sort of art of facilitation. And, and that's one of the things that um, is really important to me, again, as a, as a father who's sending my son here. Um, and I think the, the great opportunity that some um, places, certainly those recreational places miss is to be able to um, <coughs> help push a boy further than, um, than he thought was possible. Yeah. And, and actually, I mean, high five comes in for our senior club or our counselor training. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a, that's part of what we want to give them as, in their leadership training is uh, work on these facilitation skills. And, and, you know, we've, we've worked that training so that that is a piece that they're coming away with because it's, it's an important part of being a camp counselor mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and all activities, you know, they're having that kind of uh, ability to facilitate, to debrief, um, and, and, uh, it's been a great part of that senior club program. We'll have high five come in and it's, it's using the course and it's using the elements. Um, but the, you know, they're coming in and they're having, they're having fun. They're learning a lot, but what they're coming out with is his ability to be able to use that skill as they get older at camp and, and as counselors to, um, to help every group that they're working with, whether it's their cabin group or an activity group. I mean, that's an emerging trend in some of our camp clients is that um, we're not only helping support them and training their staff to use the tool, but occasionally we're coming in and doing either leadership development or team development with a particular team. And often it's either CITs or senior club or whatever their designation for those emerging counselors are. Um, and, and that seems to be working well across mm. the board for those camps who are choosing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, some have the time to do that internally. And they have the resources. But it's also nice, I think, for boys who are here for seven weeks or whatever to hear other voices. A different voice. Absolutely. A different voice yeah. to yeah. Help, yeah. help promote the same themes and concepts, right. but just have another, yeah, another leader for the day, so to speak. Yeah. So any any last things that you, you want the our community, our High Five Adventure community to know about Agawam? Or maybe a plug for your Facebook page or website. Or... <laughs> so, so one thing, Chris, that I think is important for everyone to recognize in like the field of youth development, it's, mm-hmm. it's a trend that we've was sort of front and center at the uh, New England ACA American Conference, American Camping Association conference that we saw was uh, about anxiety and how anxious today's kids are and sort of uh, what causes them to be so anxious and how we can intervene in that. And I think that, um, for me, this is one of the great values where, um, having a challenge course that is professionally facilitated and well facilitated as ours is can really, uh, help make a difference in kids' lives. There's a lot out there in popular culture that is causing kids to say, um, Either I've got to be perfect at it or I'm not even going to try it mm-hmm. or, um, you know, look how great that person is. I could never be like that mm-hmm. or, um, uh, anxiety that frankly filters down from parents who don't want to push their kids when they're feeling anxious. And one of the things that I learned about anxiety this year is that that's sort of the worst thing for an anxious kid. Right. Not to is, insulate them. Is to insulate yeah. them. Yeah. Right. And so. I, as a parent, I completely understand that urge to insulate your child from that, especially if they're feeling anxious about something. Um, I think in my heart, I understand that um, the challenge course in particular and other things that we do at Agawam are um, critical to sort of 
recognize that, and you know, it's become a bit cliched about the comfort zone and pushing beyond comfort zone. But I really feel like that is the best medicine for anxiety, which we see everywhere. And it's one of the reasons why I'm so proud to be part of Agawam and, and especially to do the work that we're doing on the challenge course. Yeah. I mean, I think creating that supportive environment so you can, so fa- you can push, you, right, you, right. Can, you can fail, you That's can, right. you can be stressed, but know that there's this insulating blanket of yeah. joy, love, all those things that you yeah. talk about in the Woodcroft laws. Yeah around the person so they can just move forward. So, and I, and I think, you know, we experienced some of that this week with the staff who yeah. are new to the challenge course, yeah. you know, there's anxiety there about being at height and managing yeah. people at height and all that sort of thing. And they get to work through it too. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think, you know, and I, I would say this, this is true of, of so many, um, there's some, so, so many great camps uh, across the country, great camps right here in Maine. Um, and one of the, the things that I think we all strive for is that sense of community and that Aguam has been able to maintain, uh, kind of our, a smaller population in that. And, and everyone knows each other at Aguam and, and it really is a family in that sense. And so you do have that sense of comfort with, with people that you mm-hmm. develop and, and, and that ability to sort of challenge yourself in a, in, and take those, um, you know, those risks that are, that are supportive and that, that are, you know, healthy risk taking because you have that support behind you. And, and I think, you know, seeing those boys, uh, the boys get to that point, you know, in the summer when they're ready to, to step up to that challenge and, and to try those things. And it, you know, really is a special part of being part of, uh, youth development is seeing that, that happen. Uh, and, and one of the other things that I think is a big part of, as, uh, Cruiser was saying about the anxiety piece, you know, as many camps are, we're unplugged. And the idea that, that, you know, boys can put away the cell phones and get detached from social media and, and not have that piece of their lives here at camp, I think, uh, is, is always been a draw for parents. Whether you go back to, you know, the seventies when it was just unplugging <laughs> from TV to now unplugging from, you know, so many different devices. Um, but I think it's also a relief for many of the boys, yeah. you know, to realize that, that this is a place that they can come and, and, you know, they can't use it, right? So they, they really can pull back from it. And it, it, uh, it, it opens up that ability to, to communicate, to interact on that personal level. I think challenge course allows you to do on that another deeper level. Um, but it's part of, of what we're all trying to attain here at Agawam. Yeah. No, you guys do that well. And I, I appreciate that, you know, that people who are showing up during the training that, you know, they're young people, they're all plugged in, they're digital natives, but they're not when they're here and they're present, they're having conversation. And we we talked a little bit, you know, when we started with the training this week about connection before content, Mm -hmm. no sense in asking somebody how to climb a tree or belay somebody if they don't know somebody's name and feel comfortable with just who they are, where they're from and what's their common ground. So Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. What's uh, where can people find you if they are looking to find Camp Agawam? Yeah, so uh, campagawam.org. Uh, as we're we're on the you know that's our website, and uh, we're part of uh, Maine Summer Camps, which yep. uh, does a great job of helping to to support all of the Maine camps. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we're here in Raymond, Maine, and uh, love to have anybody give us a call or uh, um, you know hit our website and and ask anything you want to ask. We'd love to show you around. Awesome.
Yeah. And if there's any prospective staff members who are out there listening, um, love that we have the best staff on earth. I mean, really just terrific, uh, young professionals who are, um, some have, uh, spent 10 years at Aguam already and some are having their first year. And I think, uh, we see a staff this year, especially that's really coming together and those groups are melding in a really beautiful way. Um, and so, um, it's my own personal plug because um, I've one one of my jobs is in the off season to uh, to recruit and um, and prepare staff for the summer and so uh, we're looking for people who want to share the same experience um, and who think they can make a difference in young people's lives. Awesome! Thank you both. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for listening. And do it again. Thanks for listening. And can you say, uh, thanks for listening to High Five? Thanks for listening to High Five. <laughs> and then what about, thanks for listening to High Five's podcast? Can you do it? Okay, try. Thanks for getting. I think I found the guy. <laughs>